Life Audio. There are few areas in the Christian life that cause as much confusion as the area or the issue of prayer. We know from the Bible that we are to pray. We're to go to God with our requests. We are to make our hearts and our requests and our burdens and our needs known to God. The Bible is very clear on that. But we don't always know exactly how to do that. And how to do that with an expectant heart, that God will work when we bring our needs to him. I love the book of Hebrews where we're told to come boldly to the throne of grace. God, if you're a Christian, as your father wants to hear from you, he wants you to come into his presence boldly and tell him, share your heart on what it is exactly you need. The Bible there talks about mercy, asking for mercy, asking for grace. We need from God. We understand that. We go to God in prayer. But so often we don't know what to expect. We don't know how to address God. We don't exactly know how to bring our request to him. What does the Bible say about this? I want to spend a few minutes today talking about prayer. Now, this is in no way uh, intended to suggest that I have this area all figured out. But I do understand how important it is. I understand personally, as I pray for my kids, for my family, for uh, those in my life that are important to me, for the work that I do, uh, going to God with my own struggles, I understand how important prayer is. And I also understand that there are times in my life where uh, I feel like maybe God is not listening or perhaps God doesn't want to answer my prayer. Uh, Maybe I'm praying for something that's outside of God's will. How do I deal with these things? Maybe you've had the same questions, the same concerns. I want to talk about a little bit of this today, and uh, this will be a starting point, hopefully, for you on this issue of prayer, but such an important issue. Look forward to jumping into that in just a moment on the March or Die show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. Uh, Really pleased that you would take a few minutes out of your day to spend some time with me as we talk about what I believe is a very, very important, very critical issue 
and one that we discuss almost peripherally. (laughs) It's kind of out here. If you are a Christian, if you're a person of faith, you talk about prayer sometimes. You've had people talk to you about prayer. You believe it's important, and there are moments in your life where it seems more important than others, perhaps. Uh, But when we come down to the how to do it, or what we should expect, or why God calls us to pray, we sometimes fall short. And uh, I, I and I, I just feel so bad in my own life when I don't understand or emphasize prayer enough. And, and I want that for you too, to understand that God has a plan and God has a purpose and God wants to work in your life and he certainly will. And we're told to come boldly unto his throne of grace. We're going to talk about prayer before we get there, however, and we are going to jump into this, but before we get there, I do want to remind you, if you're not yet subscribed to the show, please subscribe. Very important that you take a minute to just subscribe. Uh, that does a lot of things. One, it makes sure the content gets to you as soon as it's pushed out every single week on Wednesday. That's very important. But number two, it helps me to be able to produce more content. You say, how does it help you? As the audience grows, as more people are exposed to what we talk about here on the March or Die show, that gives me more bandwidth and more opportunity to produce content. So I'd love to do that. So please Take some time and uh, subscribe, and then go to jeremystonlicker.com. That's my name, jeremystonlicker.com, and you can find out more about me, find my blog, all the other stuff that I'm involved in, you can find there as well. So, appreciate that. We'll jump into this today, and uh, man, this is, I have a short period of time to deal with a big topic, of course, a big issue, but I do want to talk about this issue of prayer. So, so important. In fact, in the work that I do with the Mighty Oaks Foundation, we do our best to help folks who are struggling with with all kinds of traumas in their life and difficulties in their life. And when they leave one of our programs, we ask them to do four things. We ask them to be in the Word, to be in connection with others, to be in community, that's in a church body, and then the fourth thing, to be in prayer. It's so important that we are in prayer. And uh, again, I think often we know that we're supposed to pray, but we don't always understand why or how. There's a great story in the book of Mark, the New Testament book of Mark, chapter 9. There, That whole passage there, I'll read verse 29 here in just a second. But a man is coming to Jesus, and this man is approaching Jesus with a, a need, a family need. And it's crazy, everywhere Jesus went, People came to him, they brought needs to him, and Jesus worked. He did so many important things for folks, and we see the work of Jesus during that period of ministry while he was on the earth. This man came to Jesus, and he he came apparently through the disciples. He talked to the disciples first. Uh, Maybe he didn't want to bother Jesus with this issue, or he was hoping someone else could help him. But he went to the disciples. The disciples could not help him. In fact, he would tell Jesus, I talked to your disciples. They couldn't help me. And he made it to Jesus, and he said, I've got a problem. My son has been possessed. And, and he talked about all the problems that came with that horrible, horrible situation. I cannot imagine living through what this father was living through, watching his son hurt himself and all that went along with that. He came to Jesus. He said, I, I hope that your disciples would be able to take care of this, to deal with this issue that's so important. And uh, this this thing that is so damaging to my family and to my son, but they couldn't do it. Mark chapter 9 and verse 29, Jesus is talking. He said unto them, this is great. He said unto them, who's them? (laughs) Them is the man that was asking for help 
It was the crowd of other people that were around him, and it was definitely the disciples. Because later the disciples would come and say, why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we help? Here's what Jesus said. He said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. What did Jesus say? He said, this issue that we're dealing with, the casting out of this demon, the restoring of this young man, the helping of this family, it will only happen, not because you're smart enough or talented enough or know the right words or the right stuff, but through prayer and fasting, bringing your request to God. The fasting aspect of that, we could spend a whole show on fasting, but uh, that really is setting everything else aside. Committed and focused on what you're dealing with at the moment. You need to set everything aside and come to God in prayer. That's what he's saying. This only happens, the healing, the restoration, the hope, it's only found by coming to God in prayer. And so it is in our lives. We need to go to God in prayer, whatever it is that you're dealing with or struggling through or trying to understand so many places in the Bible, we're told to come to God in prayer for wisdom, for healing, for help, for hope, uh, for direction. We need to come to God in prayer. But how do we do that? Number one, and again, I know a podcast like this, this is a starting point, but I want to get you thinking. Number one, we must pray in the will of God. When we go to God in prayer, we need to pray according to his will. This is fundamental to understanding prayer. When we're talking about prayer, the the thing you need to understand is this right here. And we're going to look at some verses. We'll talk about some other things, some other aspects of prayer, but we need to pray in the will of God. One of the, to me, the best uh, single statements, a very succinct statement about prayer is this. And I don't know who said it. I give them credit. I, I don't know. I've heard it many times. Prayer is not us trying to get our will done in heaven. (laughs) It is us submitting to God's will to be done on earth. When we pray, really what we're doing is going to God with our needs. We're expressing that we are dependent on Him. We're expressing, really, that we understand, we can acknowledge that we are hopeless and helpless without Him. We're going to God, and we are expressing, God, we have issues, and we have concerns, and we have uh, this stuff that we need uh, you to intervene in, to speak into, and to work into. But what we want more than anything is your will to be done. An example may be uh, the illness of a loved one. We pray, God, please heal and please work. And that's a wonderful prayer. God cares about what's on our heart. God cares about what's in our li- uh, what we're going through in our lives. God cares. And when we bring that request to God, we need to bring it desiring his will to be done. It is God, uh, I pray that you'd heal. I pray that you'd work. I pray that you'd restore. But what I want more than anything is your will to be done. You see, perhaps it's not God's will that healing would come. Perhaps God wants to work a situation in the illness, in the hurt, in the circumstance that you're dealing with. God's plan and God's will is bigger than what you can see or what you can understand. As we come to God, we, know we must come according to His will. It's always about God's will. You see, we go to God and we pray and we expect Him to answer But if the answer is not what we want or expect, 
we believe that God is not hearing or has denied us. When we pray according to God's will, we can take confidence in the fact. We can have peace in the reality that we have laid it at His feet, and we've asked Him to help us to see and to understand His will, to live out what He set in front of us. We need to pray in the will of God. A couple of verses, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. The order is so important. It says if we pray, if we ask according to His will, He will hear us. Absolutely. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. When we come to God seeking His will, He will answer according to His will. Prayer is not about, uh, about manipulating God into getting what we want. It's about submitting to the will of God, to allowing Him to do what He desires to do. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We have faith that is confidence in God and His Word. We trust Him, and the Bible says He will reward those that diligently seek Him. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 3, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. We pursue God. We pursue who He is. We seek to understand Him. We need to pray according to His will. I love this in Mark chapter 14 and verse 34. So often we read these verses and we see, we receive tremendous insight because of the life of Christ. Mark chapter 14 and verse 34, And saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. This is Jesus speaking. Tarry ye here and watch. He's talking to His disciples. He said, Watch. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. This is a great example. Why do we have this recorded for us? Jesus knew what God would do and knew what would happen. He understood all of that. He wasn't praying to change the heart of God the Father. We have this recorded so that we can learn the lesson that we bring our request to God while submitting to His will. It is God accomplishing His purpose and His plan and His vision through us. So number one, very important, when we talk about praying, how do we pray? We need to first pray according to His will. Very good. Very important. (laughs) I I can't stress that enough. If we can't get past that point, then we're going to have a hard time with the rest. Number two, we must pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. John chapter 14 and verse 13, And whosoever or whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, (laughs) that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus is talking about praying to God the Father. So God the Son, speaking of praying to God the Father, says, Pray in my name. 
pray in my name. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, being justified by, uh, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Man, what a truth. Jesus tells us to go to God in his name, and Romans 5 explains why. <laughs> Romans 5, 1, justified. How are we justified? By faith. Faith in what Christ did on the cross. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5 goes on to talk about the enemies that we were of God before our relationship with Christ. Because of sin, we are the enemies of God. But we have peace with God because of what Jesus did. It's because of Jesus. But not only because of Jesus do we have peace with God. Verse number 2, it is because of Jesus that we have access by faith into this grace. We have access to God because of the peace with God made possible through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are not praying in our own strength. We are not praying to God because we inherently deserve to have an audience with the creator of the universe. We have access to God, the Father. Because of Jesus Christ, the Son. We can flippantly say in Jesus' name, Amen. But truly, it is in the name of Jesus, because of Jesus, that we can pray to God the Father. This is why it's so important and so so significant when people who maybe will be praying for a city council meeting or some other public event, and they'll be told, you can say anything that you want to, but don't pray in the name of Jesus. If you don't pray in the name of Jesus, they're just words. It is the power of the name of Jesus that gives us access to Almighty God. We see number three. So number one, we need to pray in the will of God. Number two, we need to pray in the name of Jesus. Number three, we must pray in faith. Pray in faith. If we understand that prayer is the aligning of our life and our heart to the will of God, what what we're doing is we're going to God with a concern, an issue, and we're saying to God, I cannot on my own deal with this issue. I can't fix it. I can't do it. God, only you can do it. But God... (laughs) You're God, and I'm not, and since I'm not, and you are, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but what I'm doing in prayer is submitting to whatever your will is. God, I'm asking you to work, but I'm trusting you by faith. You're bigger than this circumstance. You're bigger than this situation. I can have faith in you. I can trust you. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. We have issues in our life that are so big, we think, well, I can't pray for those. 
We have other issues that happen in our life we feel are important but must be insignificant to God. We need to have faith that God cares and He loves us and He has our best interest in mind, that God wants to work in our lives. Go to Him in faith. When the man with the son who was struggling so much came to Jesus, he had to come in faith. In fact, he said to Jesus in that passage, if you look at it in Mark chapter 9, he said, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. He, he was saying this, God, I, I do believe, but I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm putting my faith in you because I can't see how this can all work out. God, I'm going to trust you. But God, you're going to have to do this because I can't do it on my own. It's all about you. We must pray in faith. Number four, we need to pray in confidence. We pray in the will of God. We pray in the name of Jesus. We need to pray in faith. And then we need to pray with confidence. This is what I think so many of us misunderstand. When we talk about prayer the way I've been talking about it, we pray. We talk about prayer as the aligning of our will to God. We talk about prayer as in bringing our requests, our concerns, our struggles to God and laying them at His feet, saying, God, we need you to work, but we want more than anything to be aligned to your will. You will work how you will. We want to be aligned to that. We want to know, uh, God, that we're doing what you want us to do. Somehow we conclude, if that's the way we approach God, God, we want to live and act and respond according to your will. If that's how we approach God, then we can't have confidence. John 15, 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Again, praying according to the will of God in Jesus' name, by faith, we're going to see God work. When we pray in Jesus' name according uh, uh, By faith, pray in Jesus' name, by faith, asking God to do His will, we can absolutely have confidence that God will do what He desires to do, that His will shall be done. We lay it at His feet, and with confidence we step back and say, thank you, God for what you've done, for what you will do. What a wonderful truth. You see, when we pray, that's not the beginning of a period of time where we're hanging on and hoping and trusting that maybe God somehow will do what we've asked. That should be the releasing of what we've laid at God's feet. Replaced by confidence that God will do what he desires to do. And he'll give us the strength and the insight, the wisdom, the power to deal with whatever that is. We pray earnestly, we seek earnestly so that we can be so aligned to God's will that he is free to do what he desires to do. You see, prayer is not about us. Prayer is about Him and allowing Him to do His work in our lives and our situations. Prayer. 
Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says this, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. What a truth. It goes on and it says that he will receive glory. But isn't it amazing to think that we're praying to the one who can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think? (laughs) You see, it's all about him. But we receive the blessing. We receive the benefit. It's a child going to their parents and expressing their need of that parent to work in their lives. It's us going to our Heavenly Father and expressing the need that we have for Him to work in our lives. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Your number one goal in life should be God and His glory. It should be living in a way that brings Him glory. It should be living in a way that seeks only always to do His will and allows Him to work in you and through you. Prayer brings us back to the place where we say, God, I'm struggling in this area. God, I need your help. God, I need your insight. I need wisdom. God, more than anything, I'm acknowledging that by faith, I'm going to move forward with confidence as you work your will. Prayer can be a difficult thing for us to understand. It can be hard for us to get a hold of. So powerful to be able to go to the God of the universe, the creator of everything, and acknowledge we need you. Will you work? And then to get up off of of our knees, so to speak, and understand that his promise is that if we pray in Jesus' name, according to his will, by faith, he will do what he desires to do in our life and in our situations. What an amazing truth. I hope that's a help to you. I I know this is one of those issues, and, and I could probably do an entire series on prayer. I'd like to give us a starting point, some things that you can think about and work on. Um, Man, what a truth. What a truth. God loves you. God cares for you. God has a plan for you. God wants to work in your life. But we need to be humble enough to come to him in prayer, not trying to manipulate or get him to do what we want him to do, not trading favors. God, if you'll do this, then I'll do that. God doesn't want that. What God wants is to be acknowledged as God (laughs) so that he can then do what he wants to do in our lives, and we'll benefit from it. What a wonderful truth. Again, I hope that's a help to you. Appreciate you listening. Uh, As we talk about moving forward, marching forward, well, we've got to spend some time with God, allowing God to work in our lives. When we take the next step, moving forward, we need God to show us what His will for our life is, to give us the wisdom we need to do that moving forward to allow him to uh, do all that he wants to do so that we can see clearly, so that we can understand well. And that requires spending time in prayer. Uh, Again, appreciate you. Uh, Take some time. Go over to Life Audio, lifeaudio.com. You'll find some great content there, uh, faith-focused content on so many different topics. can be very, very helpful to you, so please go and check that out. That would be fantastic. And I will remind you, as I do every single week, when the bullets are flying your direction, when things are out of control, you only have two choices. You can stay where you are and die, 
or will you march? The choice is always yours. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on on your favorite podcasting app.